Holy Ghost and ministering on the Holy Ghost, and uh, we're not done yet. There's still so much about the Holy Spirit. We're just uh, we're just still grasping while we're here, and there's gonna, we'll never grasp it all. And uh, but you know, uh, when I started, the Lord spoke to me about talking about the Holy Spirit and ministering on the Holy Spirit. Then I started hearing other people ministering on the Holy Spirit. I know Ted said he started preaching on the Holy Spirit, which we hadn't talked to each other about it. And uh, different ones on TV was talking about the Holy Ghost and all such as that because the Holy Ghost is a vital person in our lives. And I know He came into your life at, at the new birth. He came in. But but what we've been talking about here in the last few weeks is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, John himself said this. He said, there's one coming after me whose sandals I'm not even worthy to loose. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. He said, listen to me, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And listen, uh, I don't know why it kind of sh- uh, people shies away from when you talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, when they were born again, He came into their lives. He indwelled them. Jesus said, He's not just going to be with you. He's going to be what? In you. He's going to be in you and He's going to stay with you. He's not going to leave you orphans or unattended. He's going to come into your life. And if you're born again, He's on the inside of you. But then Jesus talked about another aspect of the Holy Spirit. And it was called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's why he said in Luke chapter 24, he said, I want you to uh, 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 stay in Jerusalem, tear in Jerusalem until you receive the promise that the Father has told you of. And that was the Holy Spirit. And uh, we've been talking about the last few weeks, we've been talking about the, uh, the, uh, the pre- uh, praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, uh, the, the baptism, which is praying in tongues was the initial sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go back to some scriptures. In fact, when I sit down to study last night and, and put up my scriptures, he just kind of led me back to last Sunday before last. And uh, to go back over some of these things, and then I'm, hopefully I'm going to slide, slide to something else. Because most time when I hear people talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's probably really a short, it's not real long. It's just kind of they talk about the baptism, the initial sign. But I'm telling you, it's so important that we learn or learn of the Holy Spirit and then desire Him, desire the baptism. Jesus said if any man uh, wants the Holy Spirit, if he'll ask God for the Holy Spirit, he'll give it to him. And uh, so we have to desire. It's something you have to desire just like you had to desire to be saved. You know, if you didn't desire to be saved, you're probably not. But if you had a desire to be saved, you were born again. Jesus come into your life. In that same aspect, you've got to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you can't desire something you know nothing about. And uh, I didn't desire God to be born again until I heard about Jesus and began to have the Holy Ghost dealing with my heart and drawing me because the Bible says no man can come to the Father except the Spirit of God draw him. And the Spirit of God is the Holy Ghost. And uh, to have him draw you. Now, I want to go to Luke chapter 10 and kind of kind of approach this the, uh, in, in kind of the same way we did last couple of Sundays ago. In Luke chapter 10 verse 18... Of course, the disciples came. Let's, let's just start with 17. And it said in the New King James, it says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, everybody shout nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Did you know you have authority? You have to know that. 
Not guess whether you do or maybe you do. You've got to know. I'm not talking on authority, but you're to read books on authority and read the Bible. You're to get Kenneth e. Hagin's on the authority of the believer. And I'm telling you something. When you realize Jesus gave you authority over all the power of who? The enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's in the Bible. Jesus said it. Then notice what it says in verse 20. He said, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven, are registered in heaven, or you're enrolled in heaven. Now listen, you have a citizenship. You have a, a citizenship in this country, and but you also, if you're a born-again child of God, you have another citizenship that's uh, so much grander and more spectacular than having our uh, citizenship here on the planet Earth. And I want to read that again in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 17. He says this, he says, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they're the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. So he said, listen, our citizenship is where? In heaven. In heaven. So we have a heavenly citizenship. We, just like a citizen of the United States of America, you are also a citizen of heaven itself. And I said this a couple of Sundays ago. If you were here, you heard me. If you weren't here, you didn't hear me. But if you were here, you're going to hear me again. Because you have a place in the kingdom of God. You have been placed in the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of heaven. And every nation, every kingdom, every country has a native language. Right? has a native language. Well, heaven also has a language. That's what Jesus was trying to uh, get the the disciples to understand why you need to tarry in Jerusalem until you have been endued with power from on high. Stay there till the Holy Ghost shows up because I promised him to you. You've been promised. You've been promised. Now hang around till he comes. Amen. Now, we know we don't have to tarry for the Holy Ghost now. We just have to ask God and receive it. Amen. Some people said, I'm just tarrying. Well, you don't really have to tarry no more. I'm telling the Holy You see in the book of Acts where they laid hands on him and immediately they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And so uh, uh, I know it worked a little different than me. But, but anyway, our citizenship is in heaven and we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 16. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe. He's talking about you and I, if you're a believer and born again and uh, have Jesus in your heart. He said one of the signs that he said they would speak with what? New tongues. They would speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. You say if anything that's available to you in the, in the kingdom of God, you ought to want. Especially if it's something's going to benefit your life. And this is definitely going to benefit your life. And uh, so in Acts, let's go back to Acts chapter 1 real quick. Acts chapter 1. Sometimes we have to hear something a few times before it registers. I know I do. 
Verse 4 says this, and being assembled together with them, this is talking about Jesus, when he showed up and uh, showed himself to him for what, 40 days? He said, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. But you shall receive what? Power. Power. You shall receive power. That's dunamis, which is miracle working power or explosiveness. And God says, I want you to uh, have the power to be a witness. In fact, he said, you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God wants witnesses. Does he not? Has anybody ever had to go to, uh, uh, go anywhere to be a, a witness for somebody to testify on their behalf or, or they call you up and ask you if you knew them to be a witness of what they were wanting and such as that. And I know I had to be a character witness one time and to somebody I really didn't know very much. Listen, I didn't, I didn't witness too much for them. You can't witness for somebody you don't know. Am I right? You can't be a witness. If they called and said, would you be a witness for so-and-so? He did something. And if you was to tell them, I don't know him, yeah, I guarantee you, you would not be a witness for them. Thank you. Right? They're not going to have a witness that don't know anything. So Jesus said, I don't want you to be a witness not knowing anything. I want you to be endued with power from on high, and you're going to be a witness. In other words, you're going to have the right evidence. You're going to have the facts. You're going to be able to tell people and lead them to Jesus when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. And here's what the Holy Ghost does when you get baptized. Let me, let me just say this to you. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will have a boldness about you that you don't have otherwise. Now, I know that for, in, in me, it was, it was that way. I'm telling you something. There's a boldness that comes with being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And of course, boldness comes when you get uh, saved. But I'm telling you something. When you get a, uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's like you went from a two barrel to a four barrel. Most of you may not know what that means. I don't and we had a, William Harrison had a pickup in his, in school, it had a four barrel on it. You'd turn on breathers upside down, man, that thing, boy, just make all kinds of noise. I'm telling you something, God wants people that has a four barrel. Amen? Somebody that when you're telling them about Jesus, you know him. I said, you know him. It's hard to say, well, I, I think he's like this. No, you got to know he's like that. You see, if you're just uh, wondering if he's a healer, you're not going to get much out of him. You're not going to be able to impact anybody else if you're not sure yourself. Is anybody here? Come on, just want to make sure you're still awake. Listen, you ain't going to be much help to anybody if you don't know yourself that he is who he is. But when you know who he is, then you can help somebody else see who he is. Amen. And so Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to make you and empower you to be a witness to me in Grosbeck, in Mahia, in uh, uh, Tig, wherever you might be, in uh, Texas, in, in whatever state you might be, into the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, he says, you can be a witness anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. Isn't that what Jesus wants us to be? A witness everywhere we go. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, 
They were all with one accord in one place. That's a miracle right there that they were all in one mind and one accord. They were assembled together. They were just not uh, gathered together. They were assembled together. Anybody ever bought a bicycle in a box? That means it's gathered together. It ain't assembled till you put it together. Huh? I tell you, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to assemble something that you don't know how to assemble. Huh? And especially if you're a man like me, I don't like looking at directions. I like looking at pictures. Anybody besides me? If the pictures are wrong, I'm in trouble. But notice what it said. And suddenly there came. Suddenly there came a sound from where? Heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire. And one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It was all in one... Listen, 120 people was in that room on that day. And when the Holy Spirit came, they said every single one of them had the Holy Ghost appear to them, divided tongues of the fire set upon each and every one of them, and they all spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, not one person in there said, well, I didn't get it. It must not be for me. No, they all received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And if this wasn't important, why did Jesus strictly command them, don't leave till you get it? Don't leave till you get it. Now, we as Christians, we are to desire it because there's a gift for us. We are to desire that gift. And listen to me, without a desire, you'll never pursue it. And uh, he appeared to over 500 people, told them to await in that room. I guarantee if he said, if all of you will show up, I'll give you a new donkey, he'd have 500 people there. Huh? I guarantee if we told everybody, go meet, meet 500 people, and you say, if you'll come to church, we're all going to give you a brand new car. We'd probably most likely have 500 people show up at church. You think? Pretty well, pretty close. I guarantee if we didn't, we'd have awful close to it. Huh? But when you say if you'll show up, God wants to pour His Spirit out upon you and give you a, a power and a boldness, give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 120 showed up. 380 stayed home. It was, a, it was, it was, they didn't really recognize, but they probably, most likely, many of them received the baptism of the Holy Spirit afterwards. Right? Because I guarantee when they come out with something new and different, people start saying, I want that. I want that. See, religion will kind of cause people to shun it. But I tell you what, the Spirit of God will cause people to desire it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We need, we, we need to make much of the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you, we need to make much of the Holy Ghost. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and I'm very pleased with it. I shouldn't say I'm proud of it, but I'm not in, not in a bad way. But I, I thank God that I didn't, I, I thank God that I wasn't religiously doctrinated that I could say it wasn't for today because I'm telling you something, He has impacted my life in such a way that it, that I, it boggles my mind sometimes how the Holy Ghost works and deals in my life. We found out that when you uh, pray in the Holy Ghost, when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, that when you're praying, you don't speak unto a, a, a man, but to God. You're not speaking to man. First Corinthians chapter uh, 14 says, He that prayeth in a tongue, don't speak unto man, but unto God. Listen, if you're trying to figure this out with your mind, you're in trouble. 
You are in trouble. Rusty Martin always says it's bypass surgery. It bypasses your mind. It comes right out of your heart, connects with your tongue. And so I'm telling you something. When you pray in the Holy Ghost and you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's for your advantage. It's for your benefit. Listen, it's so advantageous for you because the enemy has no way to decode it. He can't decode it. Not only can man not understand it, but the devil can't understand it. Your enemy can't understand it. You want to talk about being wiser than your enemies? That's what Psalms talks about. And uh, uh, Psalms uh, 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 119 talks about that you are the word of God will make you wiser than your enemies. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost makes you wiser than your enemies. You need to be smarter than the devil. And you are. Amen. Amen. And so when you're praying in the Holy Ghost and when this, uh, this, this powerful language came upon them and they began to speak with other tongues, they all thought they was just drunk. They're all drunk. He said, we're not drunk. It's just a nine, nine o'clock in the morning. We're not all drunk. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will have visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And he started prophesying. He started declaring what Joel said in Joel chapter 2. I'm telling you something. All of a sudden, the promise that God had promised, not just by Jesus, but in Joel, hundreds of years prior to that, is now being manifested on the body of Christ where the church became the church right there. I'm telling you, God wants your life to be powerful. To be powerful. Jude uh, 120 says, uh, of course, there's only one chapter there. It said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. What do you think he was talking about? He was talking about praying in another language, another tongue. What Jesus said, a new tongue. You can build yourself up. You said, I just feel so weak, Pastor. I, I just feel like I'm so discouraged. I feel like I'm so down. Well, let me tell you how to change that. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. It's not, it's not just, well, one day all of a sudden I feel a, a supernatural uh, power come upon me and I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. No, when I don't feel anything, when it feels like I'm having a down day, when it feels like I'm, nothing's working for me, I can just begin to lift my voice in the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden something's ta- taking place on the inside of me. There's a strength coming into me. There's a boldness. There's, there's a confidence coming in on the inside of me knowing that God's for me. He's not against me. He's on my side and praise God, if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm telling you, there's something about victory will rise up on the inside of you. No matter if it looks like defeat is out there, victory will all of a sudden begin to take charge in your life when you just begin to build yourself up and pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you're charging your spirit. You're charging your life. You're charging your 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 relationship with God. I'm telling you, it's uh, the Bible says when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you edit. You're being edified. That means uh, uh that means you are being charged up in the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. If your battery's low, you can't help nobody. I know we was at the camper the other day. At the we we stayed at Lake Brown. We took our camper up there, and, and we was out there, and so I heard a knock on my door, and this little boy come up to my door and said, "Do you have some jumper cables?" I said, "No, sir. I don't have no jumper cables. I sure wish I did. I'd love to help you, but I can't help you because I don't have no jumper cables." Well, you said, "Was one? There's one to get some power out of my truck into their car, so their car could run again." See, there's people that need to get some power out of you so they can run again. 
And I'm telling you something, there's a power in you, but if your charge is not up, you can't help nobody. Listen, if I'd, if I'd had jumper cables, but I didn't have no power in my battery, Jimmy, it wouldn't help them anyway. I'm telling you, but if I had a charged up battery and had some battery cables, I tell you what, you are charged up and you've got the Word of God. You've got your mouth. You've got your language that you can communicate to somebody to give some charge on the inside of them and help them change their life also. Amen. But if you ain't got no charge on your battery, we can't get no charge in somebody else's either. Huh? I want to be charged in this last days. Amen. Praise God. You know, have you ever uh, slid your feet on carpet and then go touch somebody? I hate that when that happens. I can't stand... I don't like electricity, but I don't can't stand just a carpet shock. Man, I remember one time that I think it was in Living Word Church. We had new carpet down. I'm telling you, when you're preaching and you got new carpet and you slide your feet when you lay hands on people... They feel the power. <laughs> and you, I remember we prayed for people one time, and when we prayed, it was like fire coming out of our fingers. Pow! We just pow! I said, oh, glory to God. Now, I'm leaving it. I'm saying it was God, but I think the carpet had a little help in it. Huh? And I'm telling Jesus was literally telling them, I don't want you going out with no power. I want you to be able to charge somebody's battery. I want you to be able to help somebody. I want you to know who I am and what I've done and what I'm doing and what I'm about to do. I want them to be encouraged by your mouth. Why? Because you're charged up. Because you've been on the battery charger. A dead phone won't help nobody. Amen? Glory to God. So he said, you edify yourself, you build yourself up, you plug yourself into a charge. I tell you, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's like you're just charging your battery. Just charging your battery. Amen? I, I plug my phone in every single night. Anybody plug your phone in every night? Does it freak you out a little bit if you get up, your phone's dead? Oh, my God. I have no, I have no charge on my phone. Huh? But I turn, turn every, every night I plug it in. Every night I plug my iPad in. So when I pick my iPad up, I flip that open. It says 100% charged. I tell you what, I, when I open my mouth to talk to somebody, I want it to say 100% charged. I'm, there's a charge coming out. Because if you don't watch out, you'll let yourself run down. I said you'll let yourself get run down. And then when you try to talk to somebody, your communication is, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was believing God and it didn't really work for me. Now, well, how much encouragement is that going to give them? Huh? I'll tell you what, either God's real or he's not. Either God's true to his word or he's not. And I hold the fact that he is true to his word. But we got to be charged up. Glory to God. You say, how do I plug? You got to plug into the power. I said, you got to plug into the power. Glory to God. So when you plug into the power, you begin to charge yourself up. You begin to build yourself up. That's what the Bible says. You rise higher and higher like an edifice. That go higher and higher up into the things of God. I'm telling you something. There's a lot of things in this world that's draining your power. We, we went, we, we drove into a, we drove into Brownwood. Uh, when we took our trailer, which was last Thursday, and we came back Saturday, of course, and we drove in. I'm, I, here's how I found out. You think, well, I'm not that dependent on my phone. You'd be surprised at how much you're dependent on your phone when you don't have no service. I didn't know. We didn't know where the lake was, so I said, well, I'll wait till I get to Brownwood, and I'll punch in the deal and find out. We get there, and Verizon is useless in Brownwood. It don't work. 
Nobody's. All the people from Buffalo, everybody says, our phones don't even work here. We couldn't even find the ballpark. We couldn't even find that. So I'm punching this phone up, and I'm punching, I said, "There's a, Linda, my phone is not pulling this up. I have no earthly idea where we're at. Don't know which way we go. And I walked in the store. There were so many people, you couldn't ask nobody. So here I, I see a guy parked at the service station with a boat. I'm thinking, Lake Brownwood. That man's going to Lake Brownwood. So I walk over there and say, hey, y'all from around here? They said, no. But it started off wrong. I said, y'all going to Lake Brownwood? No, we're going to Possum Kingdom. I said, well, y'all, do y'all know where Lake Brownwood is? I said, we don't. But he punched it up on his phone and it still didn't tell me nothing, give me nothing because he tried to send it to me. Of course, my phone's not working. So I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking, we don't know where we're going. We're just driving in the blind. We don't know where we're going. I'm pulling a 30 foot trailer trying to figure out where to go and you just can't turn anywhere with a 30 foot trailer. And so finally, I called the people up and said, how did we get to y'all? And they explained on the phone how we got there, and then I wound up getting to right where we're supposed to go. But I'm telling you something. When your GPS is up, when your phone's not working, I'm telling you, that can mess you up. Well, I tell you what, it's the same way if we're not built up in the Spirit. If we're not built up in the Spirit, and, and you say, this thing just... And that's when you start saying, it's not working! It's not working. You know why we say it's not working? Because we're not charged. Because if you're charged, it's working. And we'll know it's working. Listen to me. Never get to the place in your life that it don't... And you start saying, I know it just don't seem like nothing's working for me. It don't seem like anything's going my way. It don't think anything. Listen to me. You just need to pray in the Holy Ghost. You need to get a hold of the Word of God. And you start saying, it is working. God's working. God can't help but work. He has to work for me. I'm doing what He said to do. I'm praying. I'm believing God. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. God is working for me. I am built up. Listen to me. You cannot get off into discouragement and rise to the heights of what God wants you to be. Don't let the devil discourage you. Don't let your circumstances discourage you. Don't let situations discourage you. Don't let your family discourage you. Don't let your work discourage you. Don't let people discourage you. Stay encouraged. Here's what praying in the Holy Ghost will do. It will cause your encouragement to rise to another level. Your confidence and your trust. Listen, you have to be confident in God. If you're not confident in God, you're going to struggle. You'll struggle in your faith. You'll struggle when you're walking with God. Listen, I, I found out praying in the Holy Ghost will cause you to be more sensitive to His voice. Right? God, the, the, the first John says that uh, walk in the light is His in light and you have fellowship one with another. You've got to walk in the light of this thing. You've got to stay in the light. Stay in the light. And I'm telling you, you begin to hear the voice of God and, and you begin to uh, react and respond to the voice that, that's speaking on the inside of you. In Romans chapter 8, Romans 8, 26, I think, Teresa. It says, likewise, the Spirit, that's not capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses. Listen, we may be weak in certain areas, but I'll tell you, we don't need to go around declaring our weaknesses. You know, people say, well, I'm just weak in this area, weak in that area. You don't need to be saying that. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Lisa said, well, I can't say I'm strong when I'm not strong. Why can't you? The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Huh? 
If you're going around saying, I'm just weak, I'm weak. Well, I'm just saying it like it is. No, 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 no. You're not saying it the way God sees it. You're saying it the way you feel it. But I'm telling you, he never told us to walk by our feelings. He told us to walk by faith. Listen, praying in the Holy Ghost has such effect in our lives that you know, you know why the devil uh, tell, uh, has made people be hoodwinked them and say, well, it's of the devil. Anybody ever heard that? I've heard it. It's of the devil. It's, it's not of God. Well, where did it start out from? Heaven. Isn't that where it came from? Heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? Above. Is the Holy Ghost good? So I'm telling you something, when the Holy Spirit fell that day and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, there was a purpose for that. They shall speak with new tongues. God says, I want you to be emboldened. I want you to be powerful walking on the earth. And I'm telling the church is rising to be that glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And we're working on that. Am I right? You said, well, the church ain't glorious. Well, if you, God's looking at it as a glorious church. God don't see as man sees. He see, he don't see you as a, oh, sinner. You're not. You're the righteousness of God. He don't see you as a failure. He sees you as a victor. Even in your failures, he still see a victor. Amen. Even in your, uh, weak conditions, he sees you more than conquer. Amen. 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 And so he says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Didn't say we didn't know how to pray. It says sometimes we don't know what to pray. Have you ever been in that situation? I just don't know what to pray. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I know this situation needs to be dealt with. I know these circumstances need to change, but I don't know how to pray about it. I prayed every way I know in the natural. It don't seem like a whole lot of things are working, but when you're praying in the word, praying the word of God, it is something working, by the way. Don't take that wrong. But I tell you what, there comes a time where you got to kick over in the spirit. Now you can pray. Listen, let me say this. You can pray out by, by the spirit in your natural language. But there is a supernatural language that will come in when you don't know how to pray. Or, I mean, what to pray, I'm sorry. When you don't know what to pray. And I've been that so many times that I did not know what to pray in my understanding. So I would just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And here's what it says. He says, for when we should pray, for we, what, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself, capital S, that's the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in a, literally in articulate speech or in our natural language, our native tongue. For he who, for he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I'm telling you, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're praying in a direct accordance to the will of God concerning that situation. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you got to know this. I'm praying according to the will of God and the Word of God. And bless God, something's happening. I might not can see it. I not, may not be hearing nothing, but something's happening. Why? Because I am praying out of my spirit in the spirit and God is moving. Amen. Come on, you can't get discouraged. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. Amen? I prayed so many times. Uh, uh, listen, I prayed for things that I thought I was praying for and wind up I wasn't even praying for that. I was praying for something else. 
I mean, I've told you about the property, actually, where the Ellisons have their building right across over there. I went visit Living Word Church. I drive by there, and I was drawn to that property. Didn't know why. I thought we was going to build a church over there. I thought this would be built over there. I'd pray in the Holy Ghost. I'd pray in tongues. I'd drive by in there. I'd just lift that property up. I'd pray, and God, I would claim, lay claims to that property. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying in tongues. I've been praying in tongues a long time. A long time. And I'm telling you, I drive by there. I was working at the Hessners outside at Forest Glade. And I drive by there. I think I've worked three days a week. I drive by there and I pray and God, I lay claims that. And pray the rest of the way uh, in tongues. Just be praying in the Holy Ghost. And I pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you what, I told Mr. Hessner about it. He went to our church at that time. He's in heaven now. But anyway, we, uh, we, I, I did this for days, weeks. And I'd go by there and I'd just pray over it. I'd pray over it. And see, understand this. I don't know what I'm praying in the Holy Holy Ghost. I'm thinking I'm praying for that land to be ours. And obviously, obviously I was praying totally something different because I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And so one day there's a guy out there mowing the yard. Mr. Hester was in. He said, let's just pull in there and talk to him. We're going to talk about the land. We pull in there. He's out there. We walk up there. And uh, 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 actually, let, let me back up just a second. And about the Holy, and I was, one day I was praying in the Holy Ghost and I was going to, I was driving to work and I was praying in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost spoke up. My spirit says, the man who owns that property has cancer. I want you to pray for him and I'll heal him. And so you know what I did? Oh, get thee behind me. That is not, that is not what I'm praying about this land about. That is not what I'm praying about. And the Holy Ghost, he kept that for me. The man who owns that property, he has cancer. You pray for him. I'll heal him. Now I'm praying for the land to be ours to build a church on. So when we walked in there and we get, he walked up, he got off the lawnmower, killed the lawnmower, got up there, we started talking to him. He said, I, just out of the blue, he said, I live in temple. I'm not in good health. I have cancer. And the Holy Ghost said, I told you. So I wasn't praying about the land being ours. I was praying about that man. God loved that man. God loved that man and loves that man. And I'm telling you, you said, well, did you lay your hands on him and Shonda? I sure didn't. Because he just got through saying, I really don't believe. I believe God can help me in it and help me through it. But he really didn't believe in healing. And so I said, there you go, God. There you go. He don't believe in it. And when I left there, I was the most miserable person. God said, I told you he had cancer. And I told you if you'd pray for him, I'd heal him. And I said, but God, you heard what he said. He don't even hardly believe in healing. Has anybody ever used those excuses before? Well, they ain't going to get nothing. Did you know Jesus prayed? Jesus didn't heal not one righteous Christian person when he walked the earth. Every one of them was sinners, and many of them was in, uh, didn't even believe on it. You got healed. I've heard testimony. Anyway. I was went to work one day, and the Holy Ghost kept dealing with. I want you to stop by and pray, stop by and pray, stop by and pray. And if actually it was the same day, I believe it was, because he was there. And so I was sitting there, and I said, "Okay, God, if he's still there, when I get there, I will pray for him." And I was thinking at the same time, "Lord, don't let him be there." And at the same time, I said, "Lord, don't let him be there." I mean, I wasn't real bold right there. And but anyway, I drove slower than I've ever drove home. Left later than I ever have. And I go drive in my truck and I look and there that rascal is out there still mowing his yard. I'm thinking, well, get a bigger mower, man. Get a zero turn. They didn't have them back then, I don't think. 
And so, man, the Holy Ghost, I drove in there, I whipped in there, and he was like, and I walked up there, and I walked in there. Now, listen, this all comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, the flesh still was getting in there. Don't get me wrong. I was still dealing with my flesh. And so I walked out there, and I, I, he killed his lawnmower, got off lawnmower, and I told him this. I said, sir, God showed me that you had cancer. And God told me if I'd lay hands on you, he would heal you. Can I pray for you? He took his cap off and said, pray. I laid my hands on him and I prayed all that I knew to pray. I prayed the word. I spoke the word over him. I laid my hands on him and I didn't even wait for his response. I turned around and walked off and got my truck and drove off. I didn't want him to say that's a bunch of bull. I I want, I I left. I just took off. And then I just, uh, you know, I just started thanking God. And, and several weeks later, he was there. We pulled back in there, me and Mr. Heston. He said, let's go in there and uh, talk to him. And we went in there and he said this. He said, they couldn't find cancer. You said, what was that a result from? Praying in the Holy Ghost. But even then, my mind was trying to get in there. My my mind was trying to uh, figure things out. I'm telling you what, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, just let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Just let the power of God be the power of God. Just let God be God. Just let Him do what He wants to do without trying to figure all this out. Well, if I will do this, if I'll do that, honey, it's not what you... It, it is what you do, but it's allowing God to move through you in the power and praying in the Holy Spirit. I was praying in, in church one day and, and, and living word when we was over there and I was walking in the, in the sanctuary and a couple came in. Y'all have heard this story before, but it's, it bears repeating because we're talking about praying in the power of the Holy Ghost that bringing things to your understanding and into light. And I was sitting in there and, and uh, I, a couple came in and said, we want you to pray for our niece. She needs prayer. And I said, well, what's wrong with her? They said, what's her name? We can't tell you. What's wrong with her? We can't tell you. Okay, we'll pray for I can't tell you. And so I always pray in the Holy Ghost. When I prayed, I prayed probably 30 minutes or more in the Holy Ghost. And I pray, and I was praying in tongues. I was walking, uh, passing them was probably there because y'all was always at our prayer meetings at, at uh, Living Word. And we, I was walking, and I was walking, and I was walking, and all of a sudden just praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, they can't tell me their na- her name. They can't tell me what's wrong with her. They can't tell us so we can pray for her. And all of a sudden I'm walking back and forth. And all of a sudden this name of this girl rose up in my spirit. And God says, speak it out. Speak that name out. And then pray. And so I spoke the name out and I began to pray in the understanding. And I began to pray as God led me to pray. And when I got through praying, uh, when after the prayer meeting was over, they looked at me and said, that was her name and everything you prayed was exactly what needed to be prayed for her. I'm telling you something, God knew her name. He knew her situation. Even though they didn't want to tell me, God wanted them to know that I know who she is and I know how to bless her and I know how to take care of her if you will just allow me to do it. Listen, that's exactly what you're doing in the Spirit. You might not get it name. You might not get it, but if you're praying in the Holy Ghost, God is moving. The Word of God is going forth. Listen to me. God wants to manifest Himself in your prayers. And listen. Shoot. I don't know how I'd make it without being baptized in the Holy Ghost. My prayer meetings would be very short. But man, praying in the Holy Ghost, I can, I can come in here and pray and I can pray an hour. There's no problem praying an hour. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem praying throughout the day. Pray without ceasing. 
I'm not talking about every minute I'm praying. I'm talking about off and on through the, throughout the day. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, walking there and driving down the road, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I'm doing business for the kingdom. Amen. I'm doing business. Listen to let's get let's. I know I'm running out of time. I ain't even got to where I want to go. He said, but you're praying according to the will of God. Listen to this. The gift of the Holy Spirit increases the saint's ability to communicate from the speed of sound to the speed of light. God is light and His Spirit is light. When we pray in tongues, we connect with God and function in His dimension of light. More can be accomplished in minutes of praying in the Spirit than can be accomplished in hours of praying with our limited natural knowledge. And abilities, this is just one of the many advantages and benefits of receiving and using one's gift of the Holy Spirit. When we pray with our natural mind and language, our prayers takes place at the speed of... I read this uh, a, a, a few days ago or a week or so ago. Takes place at the speed of sound. But when we pray with our God-given spirit language, we pray and communicate at the speed of light. That blows me away. Y'all remember what the speed of sound is, don't you? A mile per 4.7 seconds. The speed of light is 186,000 miles a second. Jesus said, you're in the light. I'm the light of the world. You were darkness, but now are ye light. I'm telling we are in the realm of the spirit, which is the speed of light. Amen. Listen to what Psalms 147.15 says. He sends out His command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. His word runs very swiftly. Swiftly means hastily, at once or suddenly. The one translation says, as soon as God speaks, the earth obeys. Listen, that's quick. That's amazing. I'm telling you, you can shoot a, you can shoot a, a gun uh, from here, and all of a sudden, uh, several seconds later, they'll hear that sound way across town or somewhere else. In other words, I'm telling something, there's a speed of sound, there's a speed of light. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're praying at the speed of light. Why? Because it is light. It is light. I'm telling just praying, Lobo shiki talabasata. Listen, it's immediately touching the ears of God. I'm talking about it is, it's kind of like this. When that, when it's headed that, the devil has to go, what was that? I mean, he couldn't even turn his head that fast. Wow, what was that? It's a bird, it's a plane. It's super, no, it's not, it's the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you something. We are a citizen of heaven. And we have a heavenly language. God has given us such a gift. Such a gift. It would be a shame to go your whole earthly life and never get that gift. Never have that promise manifested in your life. You said, well, pastor, what do you do? Listen, first of all, like I said before, you have to desire it. If there's no desire, like, like I said before, listen to me, I, I don't negate, the, or, or not negate, but I don't uh, diminish the fact that laying hands on hands on people, they receive the, there are several ways people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of them just ask God for it and got it. Other people had hands laid upon them. The Bible says there's a laying on of hands. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Acts chapter 19, they said, We have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Spirit. They laid hands upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues.
Throughout the book of Acts, you see there's a manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I've also seen laid hands on people and it, they just struggled. They just struggled. They just struggled. Why? First of all, their head, their head got in the way. My head got in the way. My head got in When your head gets in the way, you're going to have to realize this is not a head thing. This is a spirit thing. This is the Holy Ghost. This is not my thinking it up. This is not my learning it. This is not, and listen to me, you get a, you can get a syllable. You can get a sound. You can get a word. I'm telling the Holy Ghost wants every single, God, the Holy Ghost wants to fill every single one of us. He wants to baptize you. He wants to clothe you with power from on high. Now listen, we've talked a lot about the baptism, a lot about why tongues and such as that, and I thought I could re-go over those this morning, but obviously I I wasn't able to go over them this morning. If you haven't been here, you need to get the notes or get the tape or CD or something like that because there's so many benefits to praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. And listen, I've had people throughout my years of being ministered, or do you believe in those tongues? Do you believe in speaking in those tongues? Well, why don't we just pray praying in the Spirit? The Bible says we are to be being filled with the Spirit of God. Be being filled. Be being filled. Be being filled. In other words, we have to constantly be filled. And praying in the Holy Ghost literally charges our battery. We could say it like this. You want your charge on your battery to be full or filled. You want your life to be filled. So you need to know how to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's for every single person. You say, well, it's for some but not others. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says it's to you, your children, your children's children, and as many as are afar off as many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, he's called you. You might as well benefit from it. You might as well get that, uh, not new car, but you might as well get the holy gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can go to heaven without getting being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Thank God for that because there's a lot of people going to heaven without the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But guess what? You can also go to heaven being baptized in the Holy Spirit and enjoy and experience more of the, I believe, the heavenly things in your life as you learn to pray, or not learn, but as you're baptizing the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues. It's important. You said, listen, let let me just say this now. I'll pray for anybody that wants to be prayed for. If you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, just like Nikki the other day when we prayed for her, and her just a few syllables was coming out of her mouth, just use them. You just use them. Just say it. Just do it. It don't make no sense to your mind. Just do it. I mean, when you're praying, I mean, you may be doing your hair or something, whatever, and just pr- do those words. Just do those words. Just say those words. Say those words. And don't get discouraged and say, well, I don't have no, this, this don't sound like a language. That's what the devil wants you to know, thing. That ain't no language. That's just a bunch of gibberish. You don't make any sense. First of all, he don't understand it. Man don't understand it. I don't understand what I'm saying. But sometimes God reveals what I'm praying for and allows me, gives me the, the, the knowledge to pray in an understanding. Amen? So you know, it's, it's got to be, first of all, start with a desire. Then we ask. We can lay hands. And you got to realize when you come fall, when you come up, it's not, you got to decide. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to try to do this out of my head. I'm going to do this out of the spirit because this is real. I said, this is real. Man, I, when I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, listen to him, it changed my life. 
I had one word and I said it constantly, constantly, constantly. I said it constantly. I'm thinking, this is not changing. Nothing's making no sense. This, and all, all of a sudden, I, my language has changed so many times through the 30 years and I still have syllables and words and such that are the same. But man, so many words have been changed and added and such as that. And I just let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost when I pray. Man, I come in here sometimes and pray words I've never heard before, and I may never say them again because I was praying for something. I was dealing with something, and the Holy Spirit was making intercession for me with words that could not be uttered in articulate speech. Amen. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for this precious gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have empowered us to pray in a language that we have not learned on the earth. God is native to our heavenly citizenship. So, Father, I pray for each and every one of us. I pray that every member of this church, every person in this church, be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. We thank you, Father God, for that desire that you've given us to pray in the Holy Ghost. God, to just let go and let you. So our prayer life, God, even though it's effective now, even though your word you watch over to perform, even though you, we can still pray in the Spirit in our understanding, but then we can pray in the Holy Ghost in your language. So, Father, I pray for that desire in each and every one.